Welcome, dear listeners, to our first exciting episode of the relaunch of the Dad Shoes Podcast, the show where we explore the convoluted world of modern parenthood one step at a time. I'm your host, Johnny. And I'm our other host, Connor. And today we're diving headfirst into a topic that's as essential as a trusty pair of dad shoes when it comes to parenting, hiring a babysitter. Because the first thing we want to talk about on our parenting podcast is how to get away from your kids. Picture this scenario. It's a Saturday evening and you and your partner are desperate for a date night. You've been knee deep in diaper changes, school pickups, and superhero bedtime stories all week. What are you going to do? Finding the perfect babysitter who not only cares for your kids, but also shares your values and parenting style. In today's episode, we're here to guide you through the process, from the initial search to the moment you step out the door, and maybe a little bit about what you're going to do with this newfound me time. Or us time for you and your partner. We'll be sharing some research tips and sprinkle in a little context from our own experiences as we try to answer some of the biggest questions parents face when trying to hire a babysitter so whether you're a seasoned parent or one soon to be we've got you covered so grab a comfy chair slip into your favorite dad's shoes and let's embark on this babysitting hunting journey together <laughs> but before we jump in don't forget to subscribe rate and review the dad shoes podcast wherever you get your podcasts your feedback means the world to us and it helps us continue to bring invaluable insights and heartwarming stories from the front lines of parenting so sit back relax lace up those dad shoes because today we're talking about babysitters so we have five questions we think you need to ask when trying to hire a babysitter one how do i even find a babysitter two how do i vet that babysitter three how do i prep the kids and my house how much do i pay a babysitter and finally what do i do once i've got the kids covered that last one is probably easier to answer than you think. But before we get into all that, you're probably wondering, who are these two guys and why do we care about their podcast? Well, my name is Connor and I have six years of parenthood experience, four of which uh, I've had two kids. I'd say it's, uh, it's going pretty well so far. My kids may have another opinion of that. But on top of that, I have been working with kids and teenagers for the past 10 years of my professional career through schools, through churches, through different youth programs. And I want to take all that experience to be the best dad that I can be. Like Connor, I have an almost six-year-old. Also, as of four years ago, I have two kids. Over the years, I have become a treasure trove of trivia. Accurate. And I would like to share some of my trivial information with everyone. If you're a parent, I might have some tips for you. If you're not a parent, I might have some tips for you. If you're a parent, I want some of those tips. I keep building my trivia treasure trove. So, sit back, relax. We're going to talk about babysitting. All right, John. First question out of the gate. How do I even find a babysitter? If only there was like a compendium of knowledge that held all of the information I was going to say that the world's ever known, but the internet's not that great. It turns out there is something that's pretty close to that, and we call it the internet. We found a few websites around that uh, will help you like search and, and kind of weed out. So you can actually go on to a few. There's urbancenter.com. There's care.com. you got to slash babysitters. 
they've got a whole bunch of other jobs you could fill at care.com. And also what I found to be super interesting is you can go to indeed.com slash hire and post a job for a babysitter. They also have some good information and tips on how to find a babysitter when you're done listening to the podcast. Some other suggestions you might want to consider if you don't want to go to the Google machine, uh, ask around your neighborhood. Asking neighbors, you may lead to teenagers or young, young adults who are qualified to look after your children and seeking an income. Another option, ask your coworkers. Your coworkers may have qualified teenagers, nieces, nephews who are also looking for jobs, can take care of your children. You can post a help wanted sign around the community. When's the last time you've seen a help wanted sign in your community? Um, it, it was either at church or going way back to my community college days when they used to have the, yeah. bill, the, the, the bulletin board in the hallways the and you could pull board. a little tag. <laughs> yeah. You got old college days, but you bring up another, uh, interesting place. If you have a community group you're a part of outside of work, if it's a church or uh, a synagogue or a mosque or any other community, uh, center, a third space, you go to, maybe there's third space. Where's your yeah. third space? Go to Starbucks. And if ask people. Starbucks is your third space, actually, Starbucks. Those local coffee shops, and, and Starbucks, while not being a local coffee shop, does have that third space aspect. And you can absolutely see a community board up on the wall. And there'll be, you know, uh, cards for, for local businesses. They'll have looking for, have you seen my puppy? You know, all sorts of stuff. And there may be one, do you need a babysitter? Please call me. Conversely, there may be a, we need a babysitter. Please call me. <laughs> yeah. So that may be where uh, those help wanted signs are in the community. I mean, when I said that, I was picturing like on, on a, a telephone on a pole. Telephone pole, right? Yeah. Or like the community <laughs> we don't really mailbox. Live in that kind of community, but but yeah, local coffee shops. I know a lot of Starbucks will have a community board or some other form of uh, place where you can post advertisements or stuff like that. So check your coffee shops, check your restaurants. Uh, check your community connections and check with your family. I know a big reason that my wife and I decided to move closer to family is so we can get some help with the kids. Having family close, I don't mean next door. I mean having somebody close enough. It is a game changer to have somebody that you can call and say, hey, we need a break. Can you come help us out? And, you know, if you have enough forethought, it's not today, be... On, on the break, right? So the weekend or, you know, if you don't work on Wednesdays and on Tuesday night or something or, you know, something like that. Have somebody that can come and just take the kids for the day or the night and you can get away. Sometimes we need a break. So I will go uh, as far as to say family next door because my mother does live next door to me. And it's great when we just need a little break from the kids and the uh the evening or the afternoon, or you just send them over for a little bit, 20 minutes here, gives you that break just to get the house back in order, and sounds great. When my wife and I had our first child, uh, my mother was living with us, and it was it was amazing. There were three adults to one child, and if one of us had to go into work early, there were two other options who could take her, take her to daycare, watch her until the other one got off work, whatever the case may be. And then, you know what? Mom and dad just need a break. Grandma's got her. And it was fantastic. I know in my experience, there have been people in my community circle who would have watched my kids if I just asked. And yeah. uh, 
it's hard. It's hard to make that first ask. But think of uh, maybe there's people that you already know, and they love your kids, and your kids love them. And I know it can be hard when you think your kids are stressful. They stress you out, but other people love your kids, I promise. <laughs> that is that is very true. When my first daughter was born, um, my cousin wanted to hold her. And we were on vaca- family vacation, and and she's a trustworthy grown-up adult right she is a a full responsible human being and she was very timid about asking and so she wouldn't say hey let me hold the baby and my other cousin just came over and would like snatch her right right out of our hands but my my cousin would just she would say hey would you like me to hold your your baby and not i had a six month old i was digging being a new dad i loved holding my little baby and and finally, I realized she's not asking if I want her to. She's asking if she may. And I had a babysitter right there. All I had to do was say, hey, you want to watch my baby? Well, we go for dinner. And you know what? I did that one time. And my three three female cousins were all like, yeah, we'll watch her, of course. So it was, if you've got family or just people around who know your kids and you trust them, there's a built-in babysitter right there. Usually they'll do it for no charge. Yeah, sometimes you just got to step up and ask. So one other uh, consideration is just think about who else watches your kids. You know, ask right. their teachers, ask their coaches, activity leaders. Uh, maybe they aren't babysitters. Maybe they are looking for a little extra money on the side. But they more than likely know somebody who is a babysitter can give you a recommendation. Uh, it's likely that they know other parents who have babysitters and help you find somebody with experience. I know uh, when I worked in the public school system in aftercare, we had a list of counselors who were willing and interested in being babysitters. And this list was provided to all the parents, and we knew the kids because they were with us. What a great resource for those parents and a great opportunity for some college kids to make a little extra money. That's fantastic. So that actually comes up to the next point. Like, It's how do you vet a babysitter? Yeah, whoever you find... I found a babysitter, lives down the street, and uh, I never met him before in my life. How do I know that they're a, they're a good fit for my family to watch my kids and stay in my house? Yeah, and I think that's a, a good point you bring up of being a good fit for your family, right? Every family's different. So some strong candidates for babysitting positions will be confident in answering some of the questions you ask, especially things regarding discipline techniques. How do you manage multiple children? And what experience do they have watching children? We've done a little bit of looking around on this interwebs. And uh, I don't know about you, Connor, but I've asked around to some of my hiring friends, people I know in in the business of human resources, hiring people and and vetting people. And and, uh, there were a few questions we got from all different areas. So like one of them was, do you smoke? Like if if you smoke, Connor, and you don't mind somebody smoking around your kids and in your house, you might not care. I don't. I don't really want somebody coming into my house and smoking around my kids. I think it's gross. So do you smoke or like vape, right? That's one. Just a good thing to know. Non, non-judgmental question, but if it's something that matters to you, then, you know, ask that question. So, or do you drink? That's a very good, Another... very good uh, uh, question to ask. You don't want somebody who's... Always drunk, especially, especially if they're like 14. That's a no, no. <laughs> That's a big no, no. Yeah. If they're under 21 and they admit to that question in front of you, 
Um, you know, let your let, let your conscience guide you on that one. <laughs> Do you have a valid driver's license, insurance, and a clean record? That's um. Are they going to be driving your kids anywhere? Are they going to be driving to and from your house just by themselves? Well, or even, or even can they get to your house? I mean, exactly. I work at a university now, and I've talked to students who work in uh, in the uh, office with me, and they've wanted to babysit my kids, but they can't get to my house. I live too far away, so that kind of <laughs> immediately eliminates them. They drive right. scooters. They're college kids, you know, and I live too far away from the campus. Yeah, that's that's actually a very can you get to me is a big deal but it also shows it also shows their responsibility level like in theory if you are a driver an insured licensed driver and you have a clean record theoretically you're more responsible that's not necessarily the case it just means you haven't been caught but in theory you haven't been caught because you're not doing anything wrong you will see uh, a lot of babysitters and child caretakers will make sure they are CPR and first aid certified. So that can be a question you ask if you're vetting a babysitter for your kids. Is that an important thing for you? I know when I worked with kids, I'm currently CPR first aid certified uh, from my previous employment working with students. So a handy thing to have. Another question. Tell me about your family. That'll show you a lot of things about them. Like those questions that we asked up at the top. The discipline techniques, managing multiple children, experience working with children. If your family is big on the uh, corporal punishment, that may be a uh, red flag. We might want to know. We might want to know that before you come watch my kids. Are you a uh, a teenager with several younger siblings? Maybe you're 16 and you already babysit your sibling. You've already got the experience. Another question, maybe most important, how do you plan to entertain my kids? You know, babysitting <laughs> that comes with... I'm thinking about all of the fun things that I used to do with my babysitters when I was a kid. We had... So my family, my dad liked to build things. So we had Lincoln Logs, and we used to build Lincoln Log forts. And then we would, we would bomb them with other Lincoln Logs, right? We'd throw Lincoln Logs at each other, right? I've always loved Nerf guns and probably for this reason when I had babysitters they would come over and we'd have we had some Nerf guns and they'd bring their own and they were boys right so they were a little rambunctious we would take and set up our couches take the cushions off set up forts and we would have an all out Nerf battle and I had a little brother and so these two brothers would come over and they were a little bit older than us and they would watch us and uh and that was, it was amazing. We had a great time. And then it was bedtime. We, they put us down and I don't know. They, I don't remember bedtime so much. <laughs> I do remember whacking a golf ball in the house into the, uh, a mirrored wall and breaking the mirrored wall. But, uh, that wasn't their fault. That was all me. Yeah. But stuff like that. How do you plan to entertain the kids? If you're like, Oh, I just want to, I don't know, put on a movie. It's like, you know, that's, that's cool. Or they could just put Bluey on. I love Bluey. I, I would rather my babysitter play Keep Yuppie with my kids than watch Bluey, but you know what? As what if they watch Bluey, Keep Yuppie? That's okay. They got about eight minutes there. Then you got to find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go something else. <laughs> Let me ask you. So you, you may, uh, you're a very opinionated man in the time that I've gotten to yeah. know you. I have opinions. Can 11-year-olds babysit? Well. What's the youngest babysitter you would hire? I guess it kind of depends. Because 
there is no legal minimum age for babysitting work, right? You can work at whatever age as a babysitter, legally speaking. Uh, the minimum age to take the Red Cross babysitting course is 11. And the average people, the average age we found that people might start babysitting is between 11 and 14 years old. It's like start babysitting. And 11, I think, is a little on the young side. Um, I think there's going to be some some context. You're like, I'm not going to the, the church and, and just, or like the neighborhood and saying, hey, you're 11, come into my house and I'll give you 20 bucks. Watch my kid while I go to the store. Maybe if it's just to go to the store and it's just for an hour or so and it's during the day, then maybe, right? Especially in this day with th this age with, with cell phones. Every 11-year-old has a cell phone, right? Or you would think. Um, but my child is six and or almost six. I, can't, I don't know. I guess that they could, I guess. Um, if my child was 11 and I had a younger child, like say five or six, then, then yeah, hey, just watch your sibling. I got to go to the store real quick. Hang out here. Don't burn the house down. I'll be back in and out, right? That I think is fine. Yeah, I feel like I have some recency bias. Um, oh, yeah. Just thinking about it. Because my kids, like my oldest is six years old. And right. I don't know. I, I can't imagine an 11-year-old 11 11 year right now. <laughs> like, I don't fifth, know what 11-year-olds act like. So Fifth grade. Fifth grade, like, yeah. I don't know, it's been a long time since I've, like, observed a fifth grader. A fifth grader. How, how competent they are in managing things, you know, <laughs> managing other other children. So maybe if it was family, like if I had a cousin, uh, right. would I leave my own kid alone at 11? Maybe. I know my, I know my son is just going to play video games the whole time if I leave him alone, but he'll do that now. So Right. Right, exactly. And that's kind of my issue because I have been very tempted to just when when some when my, my wife is not around and she's doing whatever, I'm gonna go run to wherever and I'll bring the baby. The you know, the baby's four. So <laughs> they're only eighteen months apart. But like I bring the baby, but leave the six year old, right? The five year old. Um but then what I know what's gonna happen because I don't I don't have a, house, a phone in my house. It is, it is my phone and my wife's phone, and that's it. Right. <laughs> so there's there's not going to be a way to call anybody if there's an emergency. There's not going to be – I know she's going to want a drink, and she can't quite reach where the drink is in the fridge. It's got like – we got the like the double door refrigerator. Yeah. And there's a button to open it. And, I mean, she, she's gotten to the point recently where she's been getting her own cereal in the morning. So she can do it, but I can guarantee you I'm coming home to a mess and it is not worth it. Let's go to the store. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's a good point. Like you're coming home to a mess. My oldest, I know, you know, I give him the switch and he, he's not moving. If he wants a drink, right. if he wants to get food, there'll be a mess. My youngest, man, if, if there's any kid in my house that's going to just grab a knife for some reason, it's going to be my youngest. She's a wild card. I don't know. <laughs> I could not leave her alone. Why is it that the youngest child, and it, it, this is not this was not the case when I was a kid, but it seems to be that that nowadays the youngest child is like a wolverine. Yeah, man. My youngest is a she's a wild card. You know, <laughs> flip of a switch, drop of a hat, just totally, totally different person. That's funny. We thought my oldest was the rambunctious child, 
until my youngest was born. Uh. <laughs> how how wrong we were. So he's like there's a, a lot of ball. sharp. Like you can put the bouncing ball in a room and it'll bounce around, but it'll stay in that room. The little one yeah. will get out of the oh, room. No. She'll break a window. She's and, like flubber. Be on the loose, you know, and just my gosh, the things that kid can break. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> oh man. So, I mean, it kind of brings me to the next question here. There's a lot of pointy objects in my house. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of flammable things. There's a lot of valuable things. I imagine in your house it's very similar. So I've got some valuable things and some pointy things, and I I do I sunlight as a glass guy. So sunlight instead of moonlighting as a, as a podcaster. <laughs> Fair enough. I sunlight as a glass technician. So. I, I I have knives galore and sharp things galore in my house that I have taught my kids we don't play with. And usually they can't get to them. I mean, they're in a toolbox or mo- most often in my work truck. But occasionally I have tools in my house that are dangerous or hot or breakable. You know, stuff that's breakable in my house. Well, I mean, let's just be honest, too. You just like pointy things. I do. I do like pointy things. That They're is, so useful. <laughs> what a useful tool. But also, like, maybe your kids aren't used to being with other people. So what are some things that you can do to prepare your house and to prepare your kid for somebody to come watch your kids and be a babysitter? So one of the big things we need to be concerned about when preparing your house and your kids, because your kids need to be prepared for a new person coming into the home. Uh, but first is, is preparing the house. And we live in the United States, and a lot of people in the United States have firearms. I also have sharp, pointy things, and fire-emitting things, and hot things. And those need to be put away, and we need to communicate with whomever is coming into our home when we're not going to be there, that these there are some areas that are off-limits, and... You need to secure your dangerous items in an appropriate manner. I just yesterday was using a soldering iron in my laundry room, right? That needs to be put away, right? Don't go into the garage. Don't go into the tools area. If you need to go get something out of the refrigerator out back, that's something they can do. That brings us to dinner, right? Part of preparing your home, having dinner planned, right? Are you going to order pizza? If it was me, I'm ordering pizza Either it will be here when the babysitter gets here or it will be here shortly thereafter. Either I'm going to pick it up or have it delivered. Dinner's taken care of. Don't worry about it. Depending on the babysitter, maybe you eat and then the babysitter comes over. Maybe like if it's your mother, my mother, my mother comes over and we eat dinner and then, all right, peace, mom. And she's got the kids and we go out for whatever we need to do. So you're saying there's areas off limits for the kids and the babysitter. Oh, there's definitely areas that should be off limits for the kid and the babysitter. Like my closet. You don't need to be in my closet. There's no reason for that. You can stay out of my closet. I mean, maybe it's part of the uh, interview process. You know, you make sure you you have a... Boundaries. Boundaries. Established, well established. Yeah, that would be a good time to do that. I think the key points in preparing your home and in preparing your kids is... Make sure the dangerous things are put away. Make sure the valuable things are secure. 
you know, in the off-limits area for you and the kids, but also making sure that what the babysitter will need is available to them. Readily available and accessible. And maybe that's food and snacks or the Wi-Fi password or, right. you know, keys to a particular toy. If you don't want the babysitter to go out to where the dangerous tools are, make sure that what they need for juice or snacks or whatever that you have planned for them is not in that area. Now, if a babysitter needs juice items and they're going to the toolbox, there may be other problems. Have you seen my garage, Connor? (laughs) (laughs) Do you keep the juice tools next to your soldering tools? My toolbox is right next to my refrigerator in my garage. (laughs) (laughs) I have two refrigerators in my house. And one of them has overflow juice and my sodas are in that refrigerator. And so those would have to be located if they were the backup fridge. Exactly. If they were for the babysitter and children to use, then those would need to be relocated. It's for all the things that you want to keep cool that your wife doesn't want to see in the fridge inside. Exactly, Connor. That's exactly right. Now, being prepared, make sure you have your dinner plans for the kids prepared. If there's going to be a meal involved, so maybe the babysitter's going to prepare something, or if you're going to leave chicken nuggets and bagel bites out, everything <laughs> properly labeled. Man, I had bagel bites the other day. Yeah, fantastic. You Exclusive. know, I want to. That's my. That, I'm going to make some bagel bites. That's on my 2024 list. We're doing bagel bites next you're year. You're going to like from scratch sure. bagel bites. I mean, I'm not going to make bagels from scratch. I'm not a Masochist. Well, I know that, but, <laughs> but yeah, dude, you buy mean, bagels and put sauce and cheese on them. You're yeah, not, not a big, but like bites. like the mini the mini Thomas bagels. Yeah, yeah. So I do I do on a we'll do like pizza rolls, and so it's just it's just like a crescent roll. You put some sauce on it and some cheese, and then like if you want toppings, toppings, and then you roll it up and you got a a bagel bite or a a, a a pizza roll. The other thing you need to know. Not only do the kids, do you need to know your plans for feeding your children, but the babysitter needs to know. Because are they going to be eating with you? Will they eat beforehand? Will they eat with the kids after you leave? They need to know what those plans are. So they're not like, all right, let me come hungry because we're going to have pizza. And oh, yeah, we fed them chicken cordon bleu for dinner and you don't get to eat anything. Right. If you get your kid to eat chicken corn on blue, man. I bet I bet your son would. If you gave him that, I bet he'd eat it. <laughs> this is the new thing. We read a book about dinosaurs. Yeah. And in, in this book states the premise that birds are modern day dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Facts. Right. Including chickens. Yep. Right. So now. He can eat dinosaurs. Do you want chicken nuggets do you want like the whole new meaning of dino nuggets yeah do you want some dinosaur meat we'll see yeah. if i can get meat something with that have you tried it yet no we, i just thought of it tonight this was a brand new re- revelation oh man my daughter's already on board she loves chicken she loves dino meat we i love chicken most of us in the in the family love chicken my wife every once in a while gets like over chicken so now that we've discussed number in the house and the babysitter how do you Get your kids ready. One more on on preparing the house. Emergency contact information, phone numbers, any other phone number contact they may need. You need to have an emergency contact 
that will absolutely pick up the phone. You need to have the list of important phone numbers. So the emergency contact, is that you? Is it your spouse? Is it your mother? Is it your mother-in-law? Is it whatever, whomever? Is it the next door neighbor, right? Who is the person to call because we have an emergency? Second, I mean, obviously 911, but after that. Second, you need to have the insurance information. God forbid anything goes wrong. You need to send, they need to take the kid to the hospital or the kid needs to go to the hospital. They need the insurance card, right? That's good. That's a good, a good thing to have. The pediatrician's phone number because, oh, Mike, the kid I was babysitting, my charge ingested something. Having a poison control number up there, everybody should have that programmed into their phone anyways. That would be a good a good step to have. Important numbers yeah. and papers and information absolutely readily available. Yeah, insurance card, that's one I haven't thought of before, but that's a good point. I remember my mom always had that when we were growing up. There was always there was a a, a little like index card and it had paperclip to it was the uh, the insurance card and it went up on the refrigerator uh, and that was just in case it happened and I was babysitting a friend's kid years ago and she another friend came over who we we'd already knew they were going to be there and she goes running to her and f- face plants big old goose egg on her forehead and but it was like it was 10 minutes to bedtime and and when you get a head injury, you don't want them to go to sleep because concussion protocols and stuff. And I, I just didn't know what to sure. do. And I called her. I'm like, I, I need to know what you want me to do here. And they're at work. So Even they worse. ended up coming home and we had a great night after that. But <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have any emergency information. So if I needed yeah. to go to the hospital, we're just going. <laughs> you just, you just got to call them. Yeah. That's the only option you have. So if you're going to uh, have a new person in your house, it's probably a good idea to do a little bit of prep work with your kids. So make sure that your kids are familiar, comfortable, know who this next person coming into the house may be. So good opportunity to have that conversation with your kids. If you have a a picture of the babysitter you can show, just that they know who is going to be in their space. I know some kids get weird about uh, new people. I know you're, uh, I remember your daughter for the longest time felt was weird around me and she knew me and now she's like we're besties but took a little while she was very shy around me at first it's very shy around you so if it's a babysitter that is totally brand new right and you have an opportunity to um, get that babysitter to meet your kids somewhere neutral meet them at the park Hmm. meet them uh, at a at a coffee shop just give your kids a chance to get introduced to that new person now if it's a last minute thing um, I know we had a babysitter come recently, totally brand new person, somebody that I knew. But your kids didn't. My kids did not know this person. And what we did is we just had her come 30 minutes early, 30 minutes before oh, we had to leave. So nice. that just gave her some time to interact with the kids, with us in the house. It was still a you safe know, gave space. Gave us a time to, still a safe space, gave us a chance to show around the house, show her where the sharp things were. Sure, where the off-limits areas were. Sure, where the bagel bites were, so that my kids were covered in case they needed anything else. You're coming home at the end of the night. You've had a great time. You spent all your money on the on whatever you did. I don't know, whatever you did. Night, restaurant, movie night. Boo, that's on that's on your own time. Now you got to pay <laughs> the babysitter, and you're thinking, man, I 
man, I wish I saved some money. Didn't go for that expensive meal. Now you got to pay the babysitter. How much do you pay a baby? What's the going rate for babysitters these days? 20 bucks, right? 25. They were really good. 25 bucks. 25 an hour or just total? No, it's 25 bucks, right? An, an hour or total? No, like you, you just you pay twenty five. Like that's how much it costs, right? For a so total for all night. That's so that's bucks, it, right? Twenty bucks. But if they were really good, they get an extra five. They get right? okay, okay. I see where you're going. So how long? How long is that that babysitter working for you? Oh, let's see. I mean, they're going to be there before dinner. So let's say five thirty six until oh, let's call it an an, an early night. Let's say eleven. Yeah, that's nice, 20, right? Twenty-five dollars. John, yeah, I don't think that babysitter's coming back. No. <laughs> now, according to uh, Care.com, an article from June 2023, the average charge for a babysitter in the United States eighteen dollars and thirty cents an hour. Average. An hour. Eighteen thirty. That's an like hour. ten times what I paid. When did you have a babysitter? I mean, to be fair, I'm just being hyperbolic and. And I actually knew that before you asked. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I remember when I mean, when I used to babysit, it was for a few hours. And you figure you got there before dinner time. You fed the kids, put them down, go home somewhere between 10 and 11. And you got 25, 30 bucks. You know, it's a good time. That was like 15 years ago, though. <laughs> Longer than that. <laughs> Uh, so we, uh, you know, our recent babysitting experience, um, we, uh, this is good practice too. If you don't know, we asked up front, we said, Hey, what's your rate before coming in? So that is always an option. I think we've lost something in our culture where like, we don't talk about money. So when you, you're going to come do work for me and, and, and we're, you know, we're buds, right? So, so yeah, you come do this and then, and then we're get ready to go. And you're like expecting payment because this is what you do. And I'm like, hey, thanks, man. Hey, thanks for watching my kids. Here's a twenty, right? And you're like, where's the rest? <laughs> yeah. So I think I think asking up front is paramount. Yeah, probably probably just a good practice to have, uh, particularly right. with babysitters, because you don't want to like, you know, I I I would hate to underpay. I would hate to be that guy because you know, and then they don't say anything, but then you need them again, and they don't want to come back. So yeah. we asked up front. She said eighteen to twenty. 18 to $20 an hour. And um, I'm awful with money, but I love tipping. So we mm-hmm. went with $20 an hour plus a tip. Hey, you know what? $20 an hour is a nice round number. And if it's on the higher end of what she asked, it's like giving her a tip also. Yeah. I mean, they don't make $18 bills yet. So right. 20 exactly. was a good way, uh, a, good, yeah. a good amount to pay. <laughs> we didn't have to ask for change. There wasn't an yeah. awkward exchange there. Um, we just had it ready to go. So we pay $20. Now, we live in South Florida. We live in a rather uh, affluent area. It's expensive. You know, there's, there's no hide. It's expensive to live here. There's no hiding that. Uh, we've got a friend who lives in Wyoming, in kind of the middle of nowhere. And yeah. she regularly pays her babysitter $10 an hour. And that is oh, completely man. acceptable. So, yeah. So one of the things I read was that... Uh, most babysitters charge between twelve and twenty dollars an hour, and I think that's an average. I think, I think like in that twelve to twenty is the average, but it goes even more than that. Because I do know of people who've made a living being a babysitter, a full time babysitter, and they make forty dollars an hour. They were making twenty dollars an hour in the nineties as a babysitter. So 
depending on where you are and what you're doing for the family, that that price changes. One of the things that you should be you should take into account when you're paying your babysitter and discussing that because you definitely need to discuss. And if you are a babysitter, put a pin in that. One of the things you need to discuss is what their expectations are. What do you expect them to do? Are you going to oh, put the kids sure. down and you just want them to come sit on sit on the couch and watch TV while you go hang out? Because most of the time, that's all I want. I just want somebody to be here so when my kid gets up screaming, there's an adult in the house. There's a stranger that comes into their room that they've never met before. Exactly. <laughs> are they going to be responsible for cleaning? Are they going to be responsible for laundry? Are they going to be responsible for dinner? Right? Do they have to cook dinner yeah. or just serve dinner? Maybe they don't have to do anything. A lot of different factors. And how many kids? And how many kids? I did see that a few years ago, you could expect a teenager to get about $20 an hour for two kids. According to a Quora post from four years ago, Quora is like, it's like the LinkedIn of Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I view it. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's pretty good. I knew Reddit was going to be in there somewhere, but it's like a little classier, you know? A little classier, exactly. According to a Quora post from about four years ago, 10 to $20 seemed like the going rate. And it definitely depends on the area and how many kids. Um, I think $10 is very low. And based on all of the research I've done in our area, I think getting $20 an hour, getting a babysitter for $20 an hour, is that's where it's going to be. If you get expected, yeah, exactly. Like, like you're, you might go up, but you're not going below that. That is, that is the threshold. I think I saw, uh, it was similar down or further down on this same pose. Somebody had said that when their daughter was 16, again, this is four years ago, she would get $20 an hour or $20 for the first two hours. But for a five or six hour shift, she only got like 40, 40 bucks. And I think that's a little low, but that's a discussion to have with the babysitter. And if you are a babysitter, you need to feel comfortable telling people what you're worth. Because that's something that I've always yeah. had a problem with is when, when we go to have this conversation, like I'm more comfortable being on the how much do I owe you side than how much you owe me side. Uh, but let me ask you something. So your kids are uh, taken care of, right? They're, you got somebody watching them. They're going to wake up screaming in the middle of the night, find this lovely stranger in your living room watching Game of Thrones and <laughs> and uh, and munching down on some popcorn and snow caps. And uh, what are you doing? <laughs> now, the last when we had a babysitter, the one that we hired, <laughs> we gave her the Wi-Fi password. Like I said, hey, we have pretty much every streaming platform. Go to town. Have at I don't it. care. Watch whatever you want. <laughs> we came home. She was sitting here in the dark, just staring at her phone. I was like, what are you doing? The kids have been asleep for two hours. I didn't want to wake them. <laughs> I guess not. I was I, don't know, I was really listening to this audio book. It was just so good. Maybe, man. I did that. I've done that the last couple nights. I've just been walking around my house with my kids awake with my audio book. Listening going. to a book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, what do you? What have you been doing while your babysitter's sitting in the dark, scrolling through TikTok? <laughs> scrolling through TikTok, man. Look, it's addicting. It um, is addicting. I'm out with my wife somewhere, scrolling through TikTok somewhere else. You know? Yeah, really. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> now, usually it's uh, it's just date night. You know, it's date night for me and the wife. We go out, we get we get some food, um, maybe see a movie if we can. That was our last our last date night. Last time we nice. had a babysitter. Yep, Very Eras cool. Tour, movie Ooh. theater style. I almost I, I kind of want to rent it on Prime. Yeah, it's it's like twenty bucks though. And I was in the in the it was a fantastic show. I felt very out of place. <laughs> really? I did not feel like I personally belonged in that room. You mean the, but, the old bearded man? Yeah, the thirty two year old man. But it was a good show. I, Men can be Swifties too. Yeah. I mean look at Travis Kelsey. The future Mr. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. He's he's like the ultimate Swifty. Yeah? Why? No, I mean, like, he's he's dating Taylor Swift, and he went to the concert. Like, that was the whole thing about how the relationship started. Oh, I didn't hear that. I was wondering about that just this week. Well, so he didn't. They talk about it on, on his podcast. Um, <laughs> but he went to the show in Kansas City, and he brought um, a friendship bracelet, which is a thing, I guess, with Taylor Swift world fans. Um, <laughs> and it had his phone number on it. And so he was like, I'm going to give her this friendship bracelet with my phone number on it. But then security stopped him. It's security she stopped She didn't Travis accept Kelsey. it. Yeah, like he couldn't do it before the show or whatever. Like she wasn't coming out to do meet and greet. So he had to keep it. But then he told that story online. And I think somewhere along the line, you know. It got to her. They got, they got connected. That's great, man. That is That is so. I'm rooting for you, Travis. Don't. I think it's good. I think it's good for the NFL. Don't Brit of this. But uh, no, so so like, I think that that why you're going out is a big, a big deal, and it matters why you're going out because that depends on who you get to watch the kids and why and for how long. So Connor, what do you do once your kids are covered? Like, I know you could do like maybe a work thing. There's a reason you need a babysitter. There's a lot of work things. Let's say that it's a it, it's a good thing, right? And it, it's it's a fun time. So you're gonna go out on a date, right? <laughs> this is a fun. This is a good one. I get the choice. Dealer's choice. Right, right. I've never been a very creative date planner. So what what do you do when the kids are covered? So the kids are covered. I mean, this is a great opportunity. Maybe you have a work thing. Maybe you just need to get your shopping done. I mean, there have been times oh. I've dropped my kids off at <laughs> events, and me and my wife go to Costco. Great oh, time dude. to get your shopping done. We have been to Publix. We've gone to Publix at 930 at night because our kids are with a babysitter. <laughs> so it's like, hey, man. You know, use the time you got. But yeah, let's say I've got my own time. I don't have anything else going on. It's just good to have a date night. You know, just yeah. a good time to reconnect with uh, with my wife. Spend some time, preferably somewhere like not not Duffy's, like not co- like commercial, but somewhere like local, a good date night spot, just to relax and and reconnect. I agree. I think if you're gonna go out on a date night to a restaurant. You gotta find like you can't just go to a chain restaurant. You gotta go find a good local place somewhere you don't just go every every day with the kids. You know, not that we go out to eat every day. John, you got you've got the babysitter now. Your kids are covered. What are you doing? I mean, like you said, it, you could do. It might be a work thing, but usually, if my wife and I have somebody else watching the kids, we'll go out. For a motorcycle ride. Unfortunately, if it's raining, it's not happening. But um, we'll usually take the bike out. And it may just be down the street to, to dinner. Um, if there's a movie we both want to see, maybe we'll go see a movie. Um, but usually, we'll just take the bike out. I mean, th- there's been a couple of nights where we, we had a babysitter, my mom. And we ate dinner together. And right after dinner, my wife and I loaded up. 
We took the bike out. We went down to the beach, walked around, you know, something low key. Maybe we'll go to a friend's house, uh, hang out with them. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a very creative day planner and I really wish I was. Um, <laughs> we love doing like live theater, but now we're, we're over an hour. Doing or the- watching live theater? Yes. Oh. No, going going, oh, going to watch live theater. I used to do live theater. No, I just like to watch it. But yeah, because um, I'm thinking I don't I don't see your wife acting anytime soon. But you know you never know. You never know. No, she was a ballerina. So there's the quiet ones. The quiet ones that surprise you. Uh, but no, like we we like going to the theater, but we don't we don't get a chance. There really isn't one up here. Um, but that that kind of leads us into our next topic is. Uh, what do you like to do when... So maybe there's an event. Maybe you want to go uh, hang out with some friends or a date night. But we want to ask you guys, what are some things you like to do when your kids are with a sitter, when your kids are covered? Thanks for hanging out with us on the Dad Shoes Podcast, the parent group you don't have to go to or talk to anyone unless you want to. We hope to hear from you. So you can put your suggestions on our social media page. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Or you can email your suggestions to dadshoespod at gmail.com. Your suggestions could be featured on a future episode. Peace.